You're listening to The Itch, a podcast exploring all things allergy, asthma, and immunology. I'm your co-host, Courtney, a real-life allergy, asthma, and eczema girl. And I'm your second host, Dr. Payal Gupta, a board-certified allergy, asthma, and immunology doctor. Courtney and I hope to balance each other out so that we get you all the information that you want and need about allergies, asthma, and immunology. Hi everyone, it's Courtney here. Today we have a mini pop-up episode. This originally aired as an Instagram Live over on Zestful, but I accidentally deleted it. Luckily, I recorded the audio, so Dr. G won't be joining us today. Instead, this is the conversation I had with Amanda from the blog Everyday Allergen Free. She joined me to talk about milk, but more specifically, the spelling of milk. We set out to explore what milk with an I versus milk with a Y means and how this can impact someone's experience with that food. What it led to was a really interesting discussion on feelings of being left out when you have food allergies and whether an allergy safe version of a classic food makes you feel included or different. We'll be back soon with more deep dive episodes featuring guest allergists. For now, I leave you with this little chat. I'd love to know what you think. Should we spell plant-based milk with a Y or with an I? Leave your response over on Instagram and I can't wait to see what the polls say. Welcome, Amanda. Hello. Um, yes, I'm Amanda from Everyday Allergen Free. And I have a dairy allergy, so this is a really fun thing to talk about. Milk with a Y. Do you use it often? Have you heard of it? What is your feeling towards spelling something that's a little bit different? If you look at my blog, you'll notice that I use the two interchangeably because I also have that argument with myself because I always think to myself, okay, which one are people actively searching for more? So if you weren't a person who drinks cow milk, would you more innately type it with a Y or an I? So you'll notice on my blog, like sometimes I call it milk with a Y, sometimes I call it milk with an I. I have no idea which one people search for more. It doesn't actually seem to make a difference in my experience. I think I use the one with an I more than a Y. But only, and I, I think that's only because people started using it with a Y in the last few years. But for the majority of my life, there was no milk with a Y. Like I'm just not used to that probably. Yeah, that was my second question is, do you think that with the trend of veganism increasing, that milk with a Y was introduced because they wanted to differentiate that they were indeed consuming milk, but not plant, uh, sorry, not animal based milk? Do you think that's where it came from? And how do you feel like that impacts the allergy community? Yeah, I feel like the spelling milk, M-Y-L-K, definitely came from the vegan plant based community. And I think it's because they didn't want people to like to confuse it and think that they were drinking milk. So it definitely differentiates it. And it adding a Y just you immediately think of like faux milk when you see it. So there's no mistaking it. Whereas if you were from a house that had a dairy allergy, you wouldn't really maybe care as much if like what people perceived the type of milk you were drinking to be. So maybe you were from like my house was a dairy drinking household. Like my brother drank milk. My parents put milk in their coffee. So for me, it was milk, but just made of something else. And I used to be like a rice milk fanatic and I would drink it like crazy, but I was never like actively, A, I was never actively typing out the word milk and B, it, there was no 
thought of perception of what I was drinking. So I think it is, I think it is from the vegan community that the why started. And then I think it caught on within the food allergy community too, because it's like, oh yeah, um, that does make a lot of sense because when you see that, you know, it's not cow's milk. So then there's no confusion. You mentioned that you came from a family that consumes milk from cows or sheep or wherever. You were consuming rice milk. Do you feel like there was ever that feeling of longing? Do you ever consider rice milk the same as milk? I knew it was different because I could tell looking at milk, texturally, they're very different. Like I noticed when people put like dairy milk in their coffee, you just need a splash and your coffee is like pale. But then when you use rice milk, you need like a quarter cup of rice milk to make any difference in your coffee. So I always noticed that kind of difference. And then also the fact that my family hated rice milk, which I thought was crazy. I absolutely love rice milk, but I consumed it in the same way that a kid who drinks dairy milk would drink a glass of milk. That's the, like, that's how I drank rice milk. So I would pour myself like a massive glass of rice milk and I would put like, Nesquik or whatever in it and I would drink like chocolate rice milk all the time and it actually served the same purpose because it was fortified with calcium and vitamin d so technically I was getting all the same stuff that my brother was getting from his glass of milk Um, we just always made sure to not we weren't like pouring them at the same time so then there was no chance of mixing them up on the counter but yeah I I don't know I never really felt like I was missing out and mostly because even though my family drank dairy they were like very negative about dairy. <laughs> yeah, like my brother would drink milk, but he'd always be like, oh, I hate this. I hate milk, but I have to drink it for my bones, you know? And my family's not like a big cheese family. Just co- it's very coincidental. And it's a happy coincidence for me. But like my parents don't like melted cheese and stuff or they don't like cream sausage. Like they're just, they're not, they're not big fans of dairy. I think like it just doesn't really agree with my family much. So I never really felt like I was missing out on that front. It was only when I left the home. It was like other situations where people were like, I don't know, like in love with cheese pizza. Then I was like, oh, maybe I am missing out. But at home, I never really felt that way. That's a nice environment to grow up in that you didn't feel like you were missing out. Because I I always wonder, like, if you do have this something that's kind of similar, but not the same, like, do you feel like you're missing out? No, I know what you mean. Like, I don't, I don't want to stray too far from like the milk specific thing, but just like cheese as an example, like my mom used to buy me this rice based cheese. And um, I think she thought that I would like it because it was like regular cheese, but I actually hated it. (laughs) And I, I, and then I had a reaction to it one time and I was like, I really didn't care for it and I don't need to have it. And I haven't missed it. You know what I mean? So sometimes it's just okay to not have something too. And you made a good point is you don't, you don't know what you're missing out, right? Because you've never had it. Mm-hmm. So you don't know what melted cheese tastes like. Like maybe even if you could have melted cheese, it wouldn't be your thing. Yeah, that's totally possible. Yeah, I know. I find the smell of milk very strange. And conceptually, and I, I always offend people kind of accidentally when I say this, but conceptually, the idea of milk, if you haven't drank milk from the time that you were born, <laughs> It's just the visual of a cow getting juiced. I'm going to say that's something you have to grow up with. (laughs) Yeah, I can see that. So, okay, back to milk versus milk. Do you remember the first time you saw milk spelt with a Y? Yeah, I I actually do remember. It was on Instagram. And then I remember thinking to myself, is this a new thing? Do we spell it this way now? (laughs) I don't know. But then I started to notice it popping up on, um, I think, Ripple, Ripple Milk, I want to say. I think they use a Y. 
when I started seeing all the different legume milks come about, that's when I noticed the why start to be used. Whereas when it was almond milk, rice milk, coconut milk, those were like the OG milks. Um, it was always M-I-L-K, not M-Y-L-K. Yeah. If I see uh, milk as an ingredient in something, so rather than buying a carton of coconut milk, I have this can of coconut cream and one of the ingredients is coconut milk. And that's the first ingredient. I don't know if you can see it. But when I see that, I feel like I have to read the bracketed ingredients a million times to make sure that it's not dairy milk. So do you feel like you would want to see it with why? Uh, yeah, if it's an ingredient in something, I feel like I'd, I'd prefer to see it with a Y. I wonder if that would be legal. I wonder if milk with a Y is actually like a word because I could only find it in uh, Urban Dictionary. Yeah, exactly. Because if you're buying a, a carton of rice milk, then it's just on the cover very clear what it is. But when it's an ingredient in something, I always then there's always a bit of a question. There's a question mark attached to it. Do you feel like you would use milk with a Y in your ingredients yourself on your recipes? I used to, I think I actually used to use the Y more. And a good example is that in my oat milk recipe, so I made a nice batch of oat milk here and I've gone back and forth on the title of that post so many times and I go and change the SEO and I change the title and everything and I just, I don't, I don't know which one resonates with people more. I really have no idea, but I think maybe I would prefer if the why stayed. If you think back to your childhood, if you were introduced to rice milk with a why, do you think that would make your experience drinking rice milk different? No, I don't think so because I always knew it was different. Like we never had an environment of like pretending that I did things the same as my brother or the same as the other kids. So I don't think it would have really mattered too much to me. Yeah, I, I don't think it would have taken away from the experience. That's for sure. And I was used to eating a lot of vegan products when I was a kid. So even though veganism wasn't a huge trend, and even though I wasn't vegan, a lot of the things that my parents bought for me were vegan, just coincidentally, because then they didn't have dairy. And when I was a kid, I was allergic to eggs. So it also helped us avoid egg. So I was kind of used to eating things with the like different faux names anyway. So that wouldn't have been too unusual for me. And when you talk about, so when you're making a recipe, like I think you have a creamy pasta recipe on your blog, when you talk about things that kind of trend towards a certain allergen, but you're making it allergy-friendly, or do you like to I always say instead of. Or I always say like, instead of making a dairy milk sauce, I'll say I use oat milk. That's my preferred phrasing. I think in my cookbook, we ended up using substitute because I think that is the more common way to say it. We, we either use substitute or alternative. I can't remember. But when I'm writing for my blog, I usually say instead of or in place of, as opposed to saying alternative ingredient. Yeah, it's just I find it a very fascinating subject is like when we want to make something that's very similar to something we're allergic to. When we're finding a way, it's like, how does our relationship with that food experience change when we think about the words we use and how we frame that? Back to the whole um, experience of having a food allergy, but also having now on the market, I guess, all of these other things that you can have that are so similar, in quotation marks, to an allergen, you know? I think for me, it's like I'm, I'm never going into a recipe trying to replicate the flavor of the like original or traditional version of it because a I probably don't even know what it tastes like to begin with and b my rule is always 
does, does it taste good? Like, did the thing that I make taste good? Great, then it's successful. So whether it tastes, you know, like oat milk, I hold no delusions that this tastes like dairy milk. I'm not going in trying to make it into something. I'm just trying to create a texture. And it's like a texture that scientifically works in certain recipes, if that makes sense. So I don't mind calling it something different. Yeah. No, that makes total sense. And I think that's really interesting to hear. I just wonder, like with kids growing up, there are so many very similar products, what their experience is like, and also how it's being framed when people are like, oh, it's just like this, or, you know, just replace that with this. But I think the framework of you're not missing out is saying that you are missing out, and that you're never going to have the authentic experience. I 100% agree, yeah. Especially, and it's uh, like when people taste something like, oh, it almost tastes like the real thing. I'm like, thank you for your comment. It will be fun. But does it taste nice? Yeah. Unless you're saying it tastes better than the real thing, then I'm like, oh, okay, that's nice. I'll take that compliment. But if someone says like, oh, it almost tastes like the real thing. I'm like, what does that mean? I don't know. Do you like this? That's all that matters right now. Yeah. I think for me, it's mostly like when you're trying to recreate like the flavor experience and you're like, does it taste like it? Does it taste like it? Is that what it like made you feel like? <laughs> so it's more like the, not the taste, but like the, the sensual experience of eating. That's what I'm trying to get at. For me, a lot of the things that like I grew up eating that were normal for us, in my head, those are the traditional versions of things. So sometimes when people are like, oh, it almost tastes like the real thing to me, I'm like, this is the real thing. <laughs> Because it's the real thing for you, right? That's also what I'm saying. Like, I think that it's really about the context and just like the mainstream world of food has just become so insane and like everyone sharing so many recipes. But before we had much smaller experiences about food. And so I think maybe as children, we also didn't get raised climate where we feel like we should have access to everything and we should experience everything. That wasn't the case. But we were never feeling like we were missing out because we didn't see that like you do nowadays, you know? Yeah, that's true. So do you think that you're ever going to change your tune and use milk with Y more often? Or do you think you're always going to be like in a constant battle between I and Y? I think inevitably it will become a Y for a few reasons. The first is that if we can all just agree on something, it would make it so much easier as a blogger who worries about her SEO. The second reason is that I don't think dairy people like it when we use an I. So I noticed like in Canada, there are a lot of dairy board ads. And I totally get that like when this new business is coming in, obviously you want to try and reframe things. It makes sense. But I feel like dairy people are like, why are you calling that milk? That's not really milk. So I feel like inevitably, like the two worlds will just split and there will be milk with a Y that is not from the cow and milk with a I that is from whatever animal. Yeah, it's like juice. It's like weird juice, right? It's like milk with a Y is kind of like juice from things, sesame seeds, chickpeas, watermelon seeds, whatever the heck people are making juice out of that looks creamy and should be called milk with a Y and that tastes good in coffee. And then we have milk with an I. And I'm totally cool with going with the Y. Like we can, we can pick the Y. I just want us to pick something. I think the vegans, I think the vegans have definitely taken it on. And I think maybe like the allergy community just has to embrace the idea of um, just having this whole new food group available to us now. Yeah. And I also am curious to see which of the milks, which of the milks with a Y will stick around. Because when I was a kid, I remember oat milk actually existed when I was a kid. It wasn't as good as it is today, but eventually it just disappeared. And same with hemp milk was hemp and flax 
And I think I even tried sunflower milk and they were around for a brief moment in time and then they disappeared, but they've had like a resurgence in the last few years. And same with like pea milk, chickpea milk, like any legume is milked. It will be interesting to see which of these ones actually stick around. Oh, this is great. There's all these alternative milks. And then they're like, let's milk every top allergen. Let's milk the sesame. Let's milk the soy. Let's milk. Which honestly, that's why I don't actually buy any of the brands of rice milk or coconut milk that I used to buy because they all make pea milk now. And they don't have to sanitize their lines after because it's not a top allergen. So I just make my own. And it's super cheap to make your own too. Like way, way cheaper. Oh, yeah, totally. And it's it's good. And how long is this shelf life for your oat milk? Honestly, I usually finish it before it has a chance to go bad. But I find three, three or four days in the fridge is probably like the sweet spot. You Any longer than that, and it kind of starts to separate and gets a little bit slimy. So just a, a few days. Okay. And you have a great recipe on your blog. So we can also link to that or just share that. It's way easier than people think it would be. I mean, I can drink milk and I love oat milk. Like I actually buy it extra to have it at home because I think it tastes really nice. And it's a really different experience. Looking for what it is. Exactly. Yeah, it does the job. But do you have any closing thoughts as someone who has never had milk with an eye and what you feel like the future of milk with a Y is or what other people should experience or think about when you see a strange spelling of a word? Well, I think shouldn't take away from your experience of the food because again, this is just something we're trying to achieve a texture culinarily that is delicious and works in a lot of recipes. So whether it comes from what people traditionally ate or not, doesn't matter. Like it's your own thing and shouldn't take away from that. I would love if we could just pick a Y or an I that would make my life so much simpler. And yeah, you're not always missing out on something. That's the important thing to remember. Just because other people are eating something doesn't mean that you're necessarily having a lesser experience. Oh, that's beautiful. I think those are perfect parting words. Well, thank you so much for joining us on National Milk Day to talk about the alternative. Thank you so much for engaging me in the I versus Y milk discussion. This has been very unique. <laughs> We have not come up with an answer, but we will continue this discussion. <laughs> All right, everyone. If you have questions, let us know in the comments and we will continue this debate. And next year, we will sit here on January 10th, 2022 with a definite answer. Maybe. Kind of. We'll try. Bye, everyone. Bye. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Remember that all information you hear today is for informational purposes only and are not intended to serve as a substitute for the consultation, diagnosis, and or medical treatment of a qualified physician or healthcare provider. And also, don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. And if you have a second, help spread the word by rating our podcast and sharing with your friends and family who might also be interested in learning more about allergies, asthma, and immunology. You can always stay up to date by checking out our Instagram, The Itch Podcast, where you can leave questions you are itching to know, or check out our website, which is www itchpodcast.com, which contains more information about the subjects we covered in today's episode and every episode. Until next time, have a fabulous week.